Welcome to Active Enthusians podcast. As always, today we have Graham with us. How you doing, Graham? Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? And we also have Sarah Hope, who's joining the call today. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm great. Thank you. So today we are going to talk about integration, but I wanted to start off um, asking both of you, but Sarah specifically, since you teach this stuff, um, what processing means. This is a word that I hear thrown around quite a bit with the spiritual communities, but especially in the medicine circles. And I had an experience several years ago when I was in a desert ceremony, and I would say that the medicine was processing a lot. And I said that, I said, whoa, this, I'm just processing. There's a lot going on. And somebody said to me, what do you mean by processing? Mm-hmm. And it threw me off. It was an interesting question. So I want to start and ask you, Sarah, what do you, what do you think processing is and what is that like? <laughs> you didn't tell me you were going to ask me such a complicated question. I know. <laughs> you got me. Um, well, I'm, I, I think it's great. Like, I love the idea of like Occam's razor, like going back to just like the simplest answer. And I think that the simplest answer is moving energy moving moving concepts so like we're processing in a psychedelic journey and then we're processing again after a psychedelic journey right because we're we're moving energy we're trying to you know organize it shift it move it through so um, yeah that's how i see it so like organizing information yeah i suppose but you know in a psychedelic journey the information is pretty much disorganizing itself, right? Because we're descending into chaos and that's what's healing because we have like the structures that are hurtful and painful to us and are causing us harm or keeping trauma intact in our body. Those will sort of like disorganize themselves, which I think is probably the most healing thing. But then- Almost like psychedelics shatter all of that those preconceived notions and then you're trying to take all of that information in in little little tiny snippets and put it all back together totally yeah yeah it breaks everything apart and and i think that's why we go to psychedelics because we need those those structures like whether it's our limiting beliefs or whether it is a trauma we can't process because of the story around it um, or, you know, anything, any structure that we have in place that is not helping our highest expression itself. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. And Graham, you mentioned snippets. Um, in, in my experience after psychedelics, I find that as I'm quote unquote processing, I find myself reflecting on either experiences or ideas or maybe visions or feelings that came up and sometimes those little experiences will come up several times over several days sometimes weeks if they're big ones Um, and I don't really necessarily even know what's going on I just find that it feels good to allow myself to revisit some of the experiences and maybe energetically the body's kind of balancing it out and sorting it out and um, maybe restructuring the re, re, reshuffling the deck, as it were, um, mm. when it comes to you know, our perceptions. 
trying to kind of make sense of the overall theme like this is the emotions i'm feeling this is the message i had and they don't necessarily make sense in my conscious mind on how they would connect but i know that that's the same types of feelings or thoughts and even visual images that keep coming up um, during the experience or afterwards i know for me one of the most profound experience i had um, I, I explained about it in my uh, DMT trip tale that as these entities were pulling all of this negative blackness out of my the middle of my chest, all of these all of the negativity that I didn't even realize was negativity in my life, but breakups and relationships or um, my father and leaving when I was young, um, they were all coming in squares, flashing very fast before my eyes um, and it's like how do I take all of that because you remember it but what does it all mean afterwards and like how would I apply that into my daily life to uh, integrate that or, or to make changes or to even make sense of it all you know I want to I want to ask a question let's explore based on what you just said you also told me earlier that after you had your your big experience, you also had a clean slate and didn't know what to do in your life. So on one hand, you're integrating some very complex imagery about darkness being pulled out of you, and you now have to decide what to do with your life. So if somebody is in that situation, Sarah, where would you start to help somebody integrate? What would what would you what do you think would be the best thing to start with if somebody was in that kind of place? Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. You were going exactly where I was going to go. Um, thinking like that tabula rasa, right? That blank slate is scary for people because what I think one of the things that we start to realize in integration, you know, if we've gotten rid of negative thought patterns that we were actually using them for something in life, right? Maybe we were using them as a, an excuse not to not to get things done or not to reach for our potential. And, you know, even if we have like a positive, you know, inner narrative and we really like make effort with that, there's some part of us, you know, that we're using those negative thoughts in some way. So there's that jarring moment of integration. So I think a great place to start is to start to reprogram the brain towards what you really want. Where do we, you know, just asking yourself, what do I really want? You know what is it that um, what's possible for me now what actions would would get me there what you know um, when negativity is still there and why or you know maybe even look at the potential to recreate it because if it was there you know the medicine might show us where it was and help us to get it out or like take it out of us but still our neurons remember exactly how to recreate it and <laughs> right and so when we when we get out and the stimulus around us is totally the same like we really have to take a moment of awareness and decide that we're not going to recreate it when we encounter another situation that like was similar to the one that created it in the first place right and that's i'm glad you said the stimulus around because that's what the point um there's a different there's there was two aspects of it how do i mentally um, even grasp this experience. It was so profound um, and even make sense of it. And was it even, how was that even real? But the other aspect was 
I felt like I have to change my whole life because uh, my friends don't want, they, everyone that I told the experience about, they thought I had lost my mind or I had done, done some drug that had made me crazy. Um, I, I felt like I had experienced ego death or that I had seen where we go when we die is some is one of the messages so i went to my family and said i'm not afraid to die and they thought he lost his mind and so i felt like now looking back in hindsight i definitely would have benefited from speaking with a therapist or shaman or someone who had psychedelic experience and integration or making sense of these experiences and and to kind of point me in a direction of, of you know what to do with the information well that, that, re- that brings up another question that came up on a, on a different podcast and it had to do with being heard and being listened to so this is something i've been thinking about if somebody is getting say some integration support or coaching is is it have more to do with them talking out that experience to somebody else who can listen neutrally like when we have trips um trip tail reports there's something refreshing about getting the story out of your mouth and and just listening to yourself speak about it and i wonder if that's even more important than necessarily breaking down the psychology and understanding it and, and having a game plan although that's critical to to have your your goals in mind but um have, have you guys found that just listening to somebody or just being able to speak out the experience does that help or do you is there is there a struggle to understand it and you just have to figure it out or do you think you just need to be heard what do you think graham when you were talking about that experience was it just relieving to talk about it or did you need feedback what do you think Uh, i i felt like i had to tell everyone about it like i had just been the first man on the moon or a different planet or something and just tapped into like this amazing experience that i needed to share with everybody and i almost got a sense of like um higher than now and and and, uh you guys don't know what you're missing but i feel that help talking about it was me trying to just figure it out out loud um but I know that uh, from researching and speaking with people that have gone to research or sorry, um, retreat centers, they have said that the most beneficial experience at the retreat was the circle uh, talking about the experience afterwards, hearing everyone's story and how they felt and, and sharing in a, in a circle um, about, you know, the, the whole reason why they're there almost like a therapeutic um circle like any group meeting would be what do you think sarah well yeah i mean i think that just the being witnessed is something it's like a craving that we all have you know um mm-hmm. i think i mean if you think back to when you were little like what did you want most from your parents pretty much just like to be seen right yeah. um you know i I think our parents always like we thought that like they were supposed to tell us we were being good or being bad but more it was just like i see you and i'm present to you you know i i see your process and like being really heard i think it's really it's deeply healing and so soothing to the nervous system and i, I think it um soothes that sort of like 
existential terror that we all have that we're somehow somehow alone right every time we're we're understood it kind of um it kind of makes that illusion of separation sort of fade i think that actually sorry go ahead oh i was just going to say that's that's exactly what i've been thinking and and uh you said it perfectly um i think by just people sharing that they feel heard and maybe a little less alone in something that is is very overwhelming at times anyway go ahead is is that uh, the question i guess i'd ask is the the psychedelic experience the most healing or is the integration or the actual sharing and and speaking about it and and or you know going over it what what do you think is providing the most healing Mm. I, I'll dive into that. Um, I think that it's a cycle of experience and that without its parts, it's sort of incomplete. So like, I think that all the, the parts of the experience sort of function off of each other, like study in studying Gestalt, you know, I learned about the cycle of experience, you know, this, this becoming aware becoming aware of a need for change, diving into that change, melting into transformation, you know, everything, everything that works in life kind of has a cycle, (laughs) you know, like seasons, you know, the hero's journey, like every movie that works, every adventure movie that works is pretty much like the hero's journey. And without it kind of, it just doesn't work, like without does that make sense? Like, if, if part is missing, it just doesn't work. Like, if if Star Wars didn't have an ending, it wouldn't be a good movie, right? People would be like, what the heck, right? right yeah. Like, we... Basically, it's the, the setting the intention, having the experience, and then integrating that into your life. You wouldn't have... You have to have all equal parts for you to achieve the, you know, the most outcome that... Uh, most beneficial outcome. yeah totally and i think that like that that's the benefit of the um of the integration is that we get to we go to some depth and we come back with some information and we use it like to be in life in a different way we'll be right back right after this short message from our sponsors Music for the Psychoactive Entheogens podcast provided by Frozen Turtle. For Ice Cold Beats, check them out on Spotify or YouTube after this episode. You can click on the link found on the Psychoactive website to take you to all of his new music. Psychoactive is a nonprofit association committed to psychedelic education and the advocacy for entheogen plants, fungi, and cacti for the millions of people around the world suffering with mental, emotional, and spiritual issues. Visit our website, psychoactive.com, for new products and services, including our advanced psychotherapy treatments and our new apparel line. Having a bad trip? Call our toll free psychedelic hotline to speak to one of our patient consultants at 1-833-795-6633.
So I'd like to, to take that now and then shift the conversation just a little bit. So now we've kind of laid this platform that information shows up, these tidbits of information come in and we draw upon them through different kinds of stories and process them to understand ourselves better. And as part of integration, um, the spiritual practices are of course recommended. Um, and I, and what I, my theory is that what a spiritual practice might be is an activity or a practice that in some way forces you to be in the moment so that these tidbits of memories and information and processing can show up a little clearer and cleaner. Um, so, um, if you guys want to maybe even brainstorm with me a little bit and discuss some of these things, um, some of the things I'm involved in are, are sound baths where you use meditation instruments. For example, when I, one of the reasons I got interested in sound was because I could get a tingsha bell, which makes a high-pitched ring, and it rings what feels like forever. And if you take a deep breath and ring that bell and listen until, listen until you can't hear anything anymore, on the other side of that ring, you'll, you'll take a breath and you'll be completely altered because it forced you to stay in the moment in a, in a very real kind of a way. And, and so for me, I see these spiritual practices or some of these integration techniques are things like that that bring you into the moment. Um, would you guys agree with that assessment? Totally. I would definitely. Yeah, I think that um, you know I'm I'm getting into like frequencies and I and and being able to um, meditate on with different sounds and I feel like I can achieve a deeper trance with some of these like binaural beats or frequencies. But there's even studies done. Uh, I think it was the scientist out of Japan that he. You know, he looks at water freezing uh, and plays different types of music, sounds, even different uh, words like hate or love, and the water will freeze in beautiful geometric patterns um, with, you know, beautiful melodies, or it'll freeze in jagged, disrupted patterns with hateful sounds or speech. So I think, you know, our body's 70% water. Um, it's, it's something that I think we're directly affected by it, but people have to be put into the almost like it, people have like this conscious, subconscious or anxiety going to these things. And so, uh, like you were saying, getting people to dance or playing the instruments is going to put them in this mindset or dancing that will release more or get you on a higher level or a higher frequency of energy that I think allows more to come in and out. Yeah. Get your head out of the way a little bit. When you're when you're in a drum circle and you're drumming, you you're focusing on the flow and your mind goes somewhere else. It's almost it's almost your natural yeah. psychedelic. Um, and then you know, and he mentioned dancing too, you know. Yeah, dancing is really beautiful. Like it, it moves energy, and like just like we go back to the origin of like processing, right? Processing, we're moving energy. Like we have to move it, and it feels good. It's joyful, you know. We can re-access those those states of more natural expression. So breathing, meditation—that's another. That's the go-to, right? When you guys say that. 
First thing people need to learn is conscious, slow breathing, both during and after a psychedelic experience and any therapy. That's probably that's probably your go-to tool for for any integration, I would imagine. In my in my oh, yeah. it is. I'm hundred percent with you on the breath. Yeah. I mean I I would venture to say that learning breathing before a psychedelic experience is hugely valuable. You yeah. know, it can it can be the difference between a an experience that you can deal with and an experience that terrifies you. Yep. Oh yeah, you could. Yeah. I've I've experienced like a. I I'm not aware of like how hysterical I'm laughing or hyperventilating and like my energy is is throwing everyone else's energy off in the room and I'm like hitting the ceiling and then you know basically like I go into an overload that has to I you know I'm forced to like realize it it shifts my entire psychedelic experience down and like kind of turns the volume down and I I come back down to center and realize like whoa I was just blasting off there and out of getting out of control um and you know the different experiences I think you can have or the way you're um, the way you're seeing and experiencing things can dramatically change you know, if somebody was having a difficult time, the first thing I would say is like, breathe really slowly, pay attention. Seeing these retreats or these like underground gatherings where people, the whole group of people would take mushrooms and the instructor instructs them to sit there and hyperventilate for two hours. Oh, like holotropic. So why, you know, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, I've done that. Some, I've done something similar. So is that just to get different experiences? I mean, is that two different types of therapy, uh, a more controlled you know, breathing this is, or? This is a perfect question because I wanted to talk about this anyway. Um, so there are these, these different techniques that we're talking about, which would be great spiritual practices on their own. And we're using those to integrate. But I do want to see what you guys think about using those practices during, because I'm starting to look at what really works non-psychedelic, like holotropic breathing or other types of breath work, different types of yoga, um, trauma release exercises, you, whatever it is, like I'm starting to think that maybe what we should be exploring as a community is the therapies that are already working and doing them under the influence of the medicine. So what do you guys think? I've, never, I've not heard anybody really discuss this, but I think that both the integration practices and the and the prep practices could be the during the ceremony practices, depending yeah. on the medicine. I'm with you on that one. I actually had an experience yesterday that, um, no, not yesterday, Friday, that um, was really cool where I was like, I was making these psilocybin chocolates and um, you know how it like, you ever make a chocolate and like you know that like you can't get it all in the mold like it's some of it's gonna stick in the pot and the only way to deal with that like the only way to like not let it go to waste is to eat it and so i was making these psilocybin chocolates i was kind of like in the middle of my my day but i had an appointment with my i have like a tantric meditation coach and um i just like i kind of like licked the batter and then i was like oh gosh okay I'm feeling that um, and uh, <laughs> I sat down with her and she um, it wasn't really like it I wasn't distracted and I wasn't like hallucinating or anything like that but she took me through 
um, the exercise we were doing that day, which was on like the earth element and Tantra. And I was 100% with her. You know how like sometimes somebody coaches you through meditation and you're doing it with your brain and you can like conceptualize it. But when she like said that she, she took us out in the universe, I was there. Like I was 100% there. And I was like totally blissed out and I was able to surrender completely. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, that was, that was beautiful. And I know that here there's a, there's a group in Boulder that does holotropic breath work with people and when they're on cannabis um, and they, they really journey, like it becomes really therapeutic. And I think it's, a, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, look at what what is what do most people do on a Friday or Saturday night? They go the only way that they even can get themselves to start dancing or to go have a good time. They go drink and dance or go to the club. It's yeah. it's so you know just I've always been the type of person to say that just trade that for something else. Trade alcohol for cannabis, and you can do all the same things. And you know it's yep. it's a it becomes healing it becomes healing instead of damaging just like right that. because it's not a poison to your body so i think that a lot of people to answer your question directly yes i mean i think the benefit to people it's going to go hand in hand like sir said one without the other it's not going to work or it works better uh, paired so taking the substances right. dancing breathing playing the instruments getting outside of yourself having that's that to me would add to more of the experience i i feel like i'd have more of a psychedelic experience more profound message to integrate afterwards if i was in a, a circle around a fire playing instruments dancing while on mushrooms instead of sitting in front of a tv watching a rerun of a funny movie you, you know what i mean totally and you know, I have an experience to match as well. Um, so great timing, Sarah bringing up that experience because it was about a week ago for me as well, where we did, well, here's what we did. I'll give you the medicines. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hesitate because I'm not suggesting or implying that anybody should do this or anything like that. But um, we, we had some MDA, we took a tab of acid and had three grams of mushrooms in tea form. And then we began to do stretches. We did the vibration plate. We did the infrared plate, warmed up our bodies. And then we went into a breathing technique first. First we did, and this was a 50 minutes, like a holotropic breath, but it was with your mouth and you would go in through the stomach, into the stomach, into the chest, and then exhale. So it's a... <laughs> and you let all the air out and you keep doing that at your own rate. Absolutely profound. I, I can't fully explain it, but I knew when I was pushing out gases and toxins and I knew how to move the energy and I was pushing through it what seemed to be a lot quicker. So I definitely put that on the checklist of like, okay, definitely deep breathing with, with the plant medicines is definitely a thumbs up. The other thing we did that night is a guided meditation. Now I, did so much kind of meditation and chasing after spiritual things when I was younger that I get kind of bored when I even hear the word guided meditation, to be honest. Yeah. So our friend was going to play it, and, and I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And I'm telling you, this woman must be gifted, or I was just really, well, I ended up buying her meditations, and I need to listen to them again because I was so impressed and blown away by her ability to 
walk you through a meditation consciousness from a neutral, what felt like a fifth, sixth dimension. I know that sounds crazy, but she was calling some power to for you to be able to play in your world as the God that you are and pulled in all the ancestors and the and the angel realms. And I mean, it was it was so profound that I bought it all and was like, okay, you gotta try this without the influence to see if it's as good as you think it is, because I was definitely again, checklist, definitely guide good guided meditations. Um during these medicines is absolutely profound and it felt like there were permanent changes in my view of myself from that so that's why i bring it up i think this is exciting and i think that we should be looking at this more so any you guys think that, that it will benefit you if you by writing down all of these different you know as we say the snippets of information um I guess, I mean, usually I go to sleep after a 10 hour trip um, or, you know, yeah. but it's like, as soon as you can, should you write down all of these things or is it so profound that it doesn't need to be written down? It's it's hmm. there for you to access that's, now. That's interesting. I mean, um, I wanted to comment on like why I think that maybe um, the breathing and the guided meditation are really effective in a psychedelic journey first and then um maybe i'll have it like a tidbit or a thought about um a thought about writing down versus not writing down um so you know one thing is that the psychedelics they turn off our, our critic right so that's one of the reasons why they're healing for us because we have like a monitor inside of our brain that's always telling us whether like we're right or wrong, good or bad, or being, you know, and it's all about acceptance, I think, you know, trying to be accepted, trying to fit in, or, you know, trying to, at its most base level, trying to survive. And the psychedelics turn that off and kind of like bring on our authenticity. But I think the psychedelics also turn off like the critic and the skeptic to other things too. And so like that increased suggestibility is an ethical concern if you have like a like a, a shaman with a big ego that like you know or a guided meditation is doing some hypnosis right that you totally don't want to and so like i think we have to um like kind of move cautiously you know i mean most guided meditations are are absolutely you know absolutely done with great heart but i i think that like part of the piece that part of what's happening is that we can actually really, really go on a journey because we're missing the parts of ourselves that tell us we can't, you know? Oh, I agree. I mean, the visuals like you had mentioned during this meditation went from connecting my head chakra to my heart chakra to visualizing circles flying through my chakras in all three-dimensional directions with patterns that were connecting my heart and my mind in profound ways I would have never considered that it was amazing delightful that uh, sounds so good you know, the whole thing wow oh it was it was I mean even moving through a portal they said it could be a door it could be a portal whatever comes to you and it turns into this portal and as I'm moving through this portal everything that doesn't serve me from my old life is being stretched and moved and filtered off by this light as i turned into this white weird looking being that was completely inhuman at that point now this is a visual meditation so i'm not experiencing something like you might hear on a dmt trip it's a visualization 
but it was clear it was clear it was visions in a visualization so i could watch it happen versus forcing oh, this idea you know beautiful. on the writing thing i i do think that's a good point to bring up because journaling is one of the kind of primary techniques for people to be able to process their information on their own especially if they're not talking with somebody i don't do it very often i did it in the beginning, in the early days, I still have this journal that I started with. Um, I, I now do better with voice. I would rather share it on the podcast or with my friends. But I would say writing down is a, a great idea, just like writing mm -hmm. your dreams if you're if you're working on dream work. Right. You know, it's the same idea. I still think you need to share that, though, because it's like, what, what would I write down for that trip? I spoke to beings. Uh, they ripped the blackness out of my chest. I felt like I died. Um, they they said, you know, what do I do with that information the next day when it's like, okay, I want to, I've, I've taken psychedelics. Now my life's going to change. And I look at my notes. Uh, okay. What do I do with that? Like, what do people do with these? You know? Oh boy. <laughs> Let me give you another one. That's funny as hell in my opinion. And oh, I should probably have him do a trip. Tell about this. This was a this was an ayahuasca admixture with Sirenu and Mimosa, and this was his first time. And he they were both going people who they were doing some heavy processing. And, oh, this deserves its own little podcast for a trip to hell. But he he was he had the <laughs> he had the bowl in front of him because he was you know purging a little bit, and he so he he had the uh, like boogers and snot like running down and like <laughs> it was kind of dangling there and and he's like watching it kind of dangle as he starts to speak to it and i can hear it because he's speaking out loud okay and he starts talking to it and telling it things like he starts questioning who is he to wipe that away from him when it's a natural part of his body and what kind of ego do you think you are to to actually remove this thing that when it belongs inside of you and oh my gosh <laughs> i knew he was gonna have to eat that booger i tell you what <laughs> and he and he had a profound experience because he he ate it and thought oh my god i'm eating myself and this is what i oh taste like it was, a, it was a mind bender and and the, the even the even the stranger part then this is what happens in some of these ceremonies i'm over holding space for somebody who's going through something difficult and when he speaks these words which are for himself he said things like you're not disgusting <laughs> and she's over there saying thank you because it was exactly what she needed it's exactly what she needed to hear wow so they're, they're both experiencing their own trips and but it's it's actually in, bouncing yeah, back that, and forth that shared consciousness that happens yeah. when we when we yeah. let the boundaries down between self other right self yeah. other boundaries go down that's a great mm -hmm. story oh sorry yep and these are the kind of circles and we're the, this is the kind of circles where everyone in the room is the healer so there's no i was i mean i guide a little bit because um because I can handle it and I don't get laid out and, and not be able to move. So so I typically am holding space, but, but it's not like we're going to somebody's event. This is us getting together to work together. Um, and we and we get together once a year and check in and we probably will again next year, you know. Um, but absolutely profound experiences. Like yeah, I, think, I think we're gonna um, see, I think this is happening all over um, right now you know little small groups of five to ten people um trying psychedelics for the first time or for the first time taking psychedelics not as 
a recreational drug, like going to a club and taking MDMA or, um, you know, even taking mushrooms and things when you're younger. For me, it was that was there was no therapy to have there. Um, it was just that was that was crazy. And then you go on with with your life and don't really reflect on it. Um, but now I think that people are are looking for um, healing and are, are experiencing you know these these small little circles and these stories are happening all over right now it's, it's really exciting i agree thank you for tuning into the show please share this podcast with anybody that you know that could benefit from this information and join us next week for another exciting episode if you or someone you know would like to be featured on our show please reach out our contact information can be found in the description psychoactive entheogens podcast is for psychedelic education and resources only and never claims to give or offer medical health dietary therapeutic or financial advice we do not advocate advise or recommend the consumption cultivation manufacturing or selling of any illegal drugs regulated under the u.s controlled substance act and always recommend checking with your physician before taking any mind-altering substances